The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Jaylen Nye. Andrew Gross. Do you want to talk about this? Because I think it's pretty interesting that a recent survey split down the middle 50 50 when Canadians were asked the simple question do you trust self driving cars? So about half of Canadian consumers surveyed said they would trust autonomous vehicles to get them to the destination. But only 30% said they would replace their current vehicle with a self-driving car if it was available. It's funny because in Quebec, the number that would trust a self-driving car was more like 57%. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Atlantic provinces, 50%. They were the average in Ontario, 51%. The lowest rate was in um, Alberta, Alberta, 45.9%. And here's here's my two cents on it. And then... I'm curious about yours. I don't think an autonomous car can drive any worse than the drivers who are already out there. (laughs) But having said that, um, I have never seen a piece of technology that didn't glitch. Yeah. Right? So I don't know what I... Would I go out and buy a self-driving car? Today? Today? No. 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 It seems to me it's like Windows 10. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's let some other people try it first. We'll work the bugs out of the beta version, and then I'll take a look at it when it's next time to replace a vehicle. But, And then I guess the other part of it is I like driving. Well, there so. is that. Um <laughs> why, do we need, why do we need autonomous vehicles to start with? Well... The potential benefit... I guess for people who don't drive, that would help. Exactly. What's the benefit of this? The benefit uh, would be, as you just mentioned, for those who don't know how to drive uh, that solution, those who are unable to drive for disability reasons, uh, but also from their tests in the United States, they're saying there's fewer collisions, um, there's fuel savings and reduced congestion because, of course, the cars will reroute themselves Mm. away from congestion um, traffic, uh, snarls, yeah. construction, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I guess unless everybody is driving one, unless everybody is driving one, that's not going to happen. So it's it's it doesn't have to be a all or nothing sort of situation when the time comes. Well, I would imagine that's how it'll start, right? Not everybody's going to go out and buy one on day one. But I guess you know. A hundred years ago, or how many years ago was it that said, you know, well, how many people are going to be driving that fangled vehicle that you put the gasoline into? A horseless wagon. And I don't remember what city it was. I want to say it was St. Louis for some reason, but it's a long, long time ago. I I know I read a story once that at one time in St. Louis, there was only two cars Mm -hmm. and they had a head-on collision. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. When you hear about tests down in the States, and you know, a lot of companies have been testing these driverless cars. Um... You hear about, well, you know, there was a collision, right? So right away your mind goes, to, okay, well, they're not safe because two of them collided. But if you were to look at all the drive uh-huh. driver cars, uh-huh. Uh-huh. how many collisions were there of those yesterday or yeah. on that same day, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like driving is a skill. I don't want to get, you know, how I get wound up. and I, I just feel like driving is a skill that's slowly being lost. First, it was how to use a standard. Uh, then it was, you know, things like parallel parking and, you know, some of the intricacies of driving. And now it's just driving. Yeah, it's it's one more thing to to supposedly, I guess, make driving easier. When you look at all of those, oh, you get too close, the alarm's going to go off. You know, all of the things that my car has that I absolutely love. You know, the blind spot indicator, the mm-hmm. if I put it on cruise, uh, if it gets too close to the car in front, it automatically backs off. All of those little things, parking assist, mm-hmm. which some people really, really like. 
Um, if you're going at a certain speed, it'll just stop if you're going to hit something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like all of those things. But you're you're right. I, I like I actually like the physical act of of driving. And I'm just sitting there. Well, I don't know. And you're on a train. Does that? I don't know. I mean, the physical act of driving is, like I say, I think it's an important skill, but maybe maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be. I look at it like nobody knows how to spell anymore because they don't need to spell anymore. You basically, nobody's handwriting anymore. So you just put it into whatever computer program, uh, text, email, whatever it is, and it's corrected for you. So there'll come a time. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, this is all technology. It's all moving forward and it's all positive, I suppose. But I feel like we're ultimately creating this civilization of dummies who don't have any skill because the skill's all around them. Well, the only people it's left been with the made skill, for them. Right. The only people left who are skilled are those who are creating things like driverless cars. I want to get to the point where it's kind of like the Jetsons, mm. where, you're, where you're flying. Like, if I could hop into a little uh, vehicle that would take off and fly me to work, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? I've, yeah, sure. Why not? But you know, I love, I love flying. I love, I love flying, and I love the idea of that. And then it's like, okay, well, how do you, how do you police the the airwaves above mm-hmm. there? The you know the airspace above the Hende. I don't, I don't know. I, I suspect we'll see. I don't know that we'll see that in our lifetime, but I suspect we'll see driverless cars at a lot of them in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I suspect we'll see them a lot in the next five to ten years, right? Where it's just become commonplace. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's but it is funny. Uh, and again, I mentioned that Canadians split 50-50, but if you take it by age, then it's overwhelmingly yeah. in favor of when you're young. So yeah. those in their early 20s are like, yeah, absolutely. When can I have this piece of technology? And those in my age... Get off my lawn! <laughs> they don't want it, no. right? And I think, you know, as I say, I think there's two aspects to it. One, that I don't trust the technology, and two, um, as a guy my age, I, I just think that, okay, so just one more thing that are... Our kids can't do. I mean, is there anybody my age that doesn't know how to but, but, change a tire, for example, or, or change your oil? Those are two very simple things. But the kids, but but those kids learn different skill sets. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah they may not have no, no, absolutely. those skill sets you're, you're talking about, but they would have different ones that, you know, there's going to be a time likely where changing a tire becomes obsolete. <sighs> Well, I suppose that's true. I've never changed a tire. I knew you were going to say that. It, do you know how? I have an idea. I would have an idea of how to do it. Yes, I've, I think I've seen it. But I've never changed a tire. I guess for me, and maybe this is a little off <laughs> autonomous cars, for me, something like changing a tire is an important skill, not just because you can change a tire, but because you can figure things out. You know, you, you know where to find the the jack and how Uh to put it together and where on the car to put it and there's just things i i feel like before we had all this technology that's what ama is for ah that's (laughs) That's true i have a membership yeah that's why if i have a flat tire i just call them and handy dandy it's fixed (laughs) but then again i don't want to be sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere for hours 
picklehead Saskatchewan. And see, there's a great example. And again, AMA owned that night, so I don't want to throw them under the bus again. But think about that. So I'm on the side of the highway in Saskatchewan and can't get through to AMA because they're having a technical glitch <laughs> with their phone system. And there it is, right? I said just a moment ago, I've never seen technology that doesn't occasionally glitch. Mm-hmm. So in this case, yeah, I got AMA and they can bring me gas except their phone system glitched. Yeah. So the gas isn't coming. Yeah. And so someday what happens when that autonomous car has a glitch? Right. Or, you know, that new software gets downloaded that's not compatible with whatever. <laughs> or your electric uh, door opener, it turns out, uh, pops the hood on your truck or we, whatever. Like, it just feels to me like there's going to be some real growing pains to this. And but it's there's a pretty real serious gro- thing. growing pains at any time. Sure. There's real growing pains when we switched from, from horses to cars sure. to, sure, you know, but, black no, and white it. TVs to color TVs. Yeah, I get it. We're going to have from to From washing get there. Dish, dishes to having a dishwasher. I just want to make sure because companies rush to have the technology available because they want to be the first to corner the market. And there's a difference between being able to check your email after an update mm-hmm. and hurling down the highway at 110 or 120 kilometers an hour towards a car that's not got a driver. Like, those are two different things. Hold the line. Mike, Dan, uh, Dave, your call's up next. Some of your texts coming in on uh, this this afternoon. Can you imagine all lanes, both directions on the QE2 grounded because of uh, poor weather or dirty sensor? <laughs> yeah. Software glitch could take out the car you're driving now, says this text. True. True. James says, 43 years old and bought uh, before I bought my first truck, my old man demanded I learn to change the oil and tire change and tire chain and tire chains before I bought it. Yeah, there is also every time you hear about a hack where uh, a bank or what was the one the other day, Equifax yeah. gets hacked, right? Uh, you know, not to, I don't want to listen. I don't want to be the sky's falling guy. But what if you were able to hack into all the cars in yeah. a particular city and disable them or, you know. Uh, I drive 60,000 kilometers a year. It'd be great if I could get to my destination three hours away and get three hours of paperwork done on the on the, on the the road. Yeah, yet to be seen, though, whether or not a driverless car still needs an alert, sober, licensed driver. Mm. I mean, that's way down the road, those regulations. Automated vehicles will be an employment killer. Think about the taxis, buses, trucks, and other delivery vehicles that currently have a paid driver behind the wheel. Would you need to be a licensed driver to operate one? Well, we shall see. Yeah, the day will come when you only get to bike downtown, says Joe. Uh, hello, David. Hi, Jaylene. I was just going to make the same point about Equifax. You know, you can't get a, a loan for a mortgage without your credit rating gets checked. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It gets hacked. And now all of my information that I never gave anybody permission to hold is out for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But you think how many people, if you look on the net and you listen you know, to some of the housewife-type programs, and it's not a put-down, it's just a question of what they do. They're offering to teach them how to make bread and how to make pies. Your grandmother did that. Mm-hmm. Because as it becomes more industrialized, people begin to realize that the car that you wanted isn't the car that you got. It's now something that's automated. You have no control over it. You know absolutely nothing about it. And when it stops, you can't even get out and push it because it automatically locks the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> you and I can change a wheel. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can look at the dial and say, guess what? Now I've got to walk to the gas station and get some gas because I've run out. But when it's all done by machinery, you won't be able to do that. You'll have to wait till somebody comes to you. And I've 
got AMA membership and they said, oh, yeah, we'll be there right away, like in four and a half hours at minus 30. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They get busy on those days, for sure. Yeah, and it goes on and on and on, but it will come full cycle. And the more that people like you and I in our age group keep on to the younger ones to learn the basics, the better it is for them because nobody is going to teach them that wants to sell them an uh, autonomous car. They, yeah. they don't care. You know, we want to sell you a, a car that's going to cost you 15 times more than than what you're paying hmm. now for an old banger. Um, and we, we won't show you how to change the oil. You'll have to take it to one of our stations. I can remember the time when the only way you could get something done on a Ford vehicle was by going to a Ford dealership. Yeah, and you know, I hadn't thought about that, but since you mentioned it, I used to do a lot of very small mechanical changes to a car, like changing the oil I mentioned a moment ago, and a couple of people were like, oh, I don't know how to change oil. Um, I'm scared to go under the hood of my car now because it's uh, computer chips and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't yeah. I don't know. And, and, you know, while I'm on the topic, you know the other thing that I think they should solve before they go to an, uh, autonomous cars is uh, a check motor light that, I, uh, light that actually tells you something. <laughs> As opposed to just check motor. Yeah, no, I still well, got a motor. That just, just kind of keeps coming on. Right. Yeah. It just blinks at you. It's like, could be anything. Could yeah, be nothing. Thank you very much, because when you take it into their dealership, they'll say it's 400 bucks. Now, can I have a look and see what's wrong? Yeah, yeah. They put that little gun into the little port there, and they go, Oh, yeah, it's your catalytic converter. And then you're, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but okay. I took, I took my car years ago before you could get it done locally to a dealership. And it was a, it was a terrible day. We got there. We phoned because the, the weather was bad. We got there late because they said, yeah, we'll fix it. It'll be ready by lunchtime. At lunchtime, I phoned them. I said, I've got to have my vehicle. I live an hour's drive away. I have nowhere to stay in the city. Anyway, at four o'clock, I phoned again and said, where's my car? Oh, well, yeah, I think you're still in the shop. <laughs> they, they came up with $1,800 worth mm-hmm. of repairs that needed to be done yesterday. Absolutely, the car's going to fall apart <laughs> yeah. underneath you. They charged me 90 bucks, and I said, did you find out what was wrong with it? The, the light was on. Yeah, it was a little piece of rubber hose be- between two points. And I said, did you fix it? Oh, no, we didn't have one. I said, is it going to make any difference? Well, it may be a little bit noisier, but no, basically, you can drive it. <laughs> so, I took it to the local mechanic. shop, and I said, go through it. Tell me what's needed. They said, you need to do this, and it cost me 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. rest of it, you know, yeah, you can do in a year or two years or whatever, because it's nowhere near as desperate as, you, as they made it sound. David, always great to hear from you. Take it easy. Thanks for the phone call. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. They're going to have to pry my cold, dead hands off the steering wheel of my diesel 4x4 <laughs> standard before I give it up to an autonomous vehicle. That's from Lyle. Uh, Shannon in Bonneville says, I think the self-drive cars will only work if they're all self-drive. A computer does not think like a human or change its mind uh, or error like we do. Computers cannot adjust to that bad driver who changed his mind and goes straight after indicating that he was turning. Mm-hmm. A computer would follow the rules of the road. And this one, I agree, Jalen and Andrew. I don't care either for the driverless. One of the reasons is I drive not only to get from point A to point B, but because I enjoy the experience of driving. Mm-hmm. I now drive an automatic. My previous cars were standard, all much more sporty, and it made my driving experience fun. Yeah, I finally went to an automatic, and not this car, the last one, because that's what was available on the lot. Um I don't know, I'm just the old guy, but I I like 
driving a standard because I feel like it keeps you more in tune with what your car is doing because you're you're having you're doing more in the car, right? Like even an automatic to me is like is a recipe for dozing off on the highway. Hi, Darren. What's on your mind? Um, one question. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I I think like we all know how often our computers crash and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. But my big question: Who is going to pay for the insurance? <laughs> because if your car, how goes, is it insured? Yeah. Like, are the manufacturers going to pay? Because it's an interesting really, if you're, question. If you're sitting back yeah. doing paperwork, you're not in control of the car, so the cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do, and that's why I say it'll be. We'll have to see whether or not, even if it's autonomous, there has to be a licensed, sober, alert driver, because possibly, and again, I mean, this is just science fiction now at this point, but possibly, like autopilot or not auto, yeah, autopilot on a plane, there's still pilots. Right? I mean, there has to be a human there to make a decision or override the autopilot. Well, and to take off and land. Right. So there's the still. Driverless a- cars I've seen that they're talking about on, you know, some of the Discovery channels and that don't even have a steering wheel. Really, eh? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to get in a driverless car. And uh, number one, I'm not going to trust it that it's going to, you know. And number two, if that car gets in an accident and I'm just sitting there, it's not my fault. So I'm not going to want to pay for the accident or the don't, insurance. Or don't you? Else. Yeah. Don't you want to have a way to take control of it in case yeah. you see Absolutely. something happening? Yeah. Absolutely. But if they're bringing out driverless cars that don't have a steering wheel, yeah. that kind of defeats that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darren, thanks so for the phone call. Yeah. Interesting Thank point. You. Thank you very much. Um, would the driverless cars even work in Canada? Winter may cause a problem, says this texter. A well, good, you would, you, and a good backyard mechanic is worth his weight in gold. I know too. True. You would assume that the car would know when its tires are spinning or when it's moving or whatever, so that it would adjust for that. But I have that feature in my car, and it doesn't help. I turn it off and drive the car. So, who knows? The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.